Um, good morning, and uh, welcome back to day three of Radio Days Africa 2017. It's been a great couple of days so far, and uh, I'm sure the last day will be just as interesting and exciting and engaging. Um, you're experiencing the other side of Johannesburg weather, those of you who are not from here. The last couple of days have been sunny and, and warm out in, in, in the sun. Um, I was saying to Tim earlier, actually, I think the weather helps us because it, it, it encourages people to come into the venues um, rather than stand outside <laughs> drinking coffee and chatting, much as that's a key part of what we're doing as well. Um, just two, two points uh, that I wanted to mention about today. The first one is that uh, we were expecting the Wi-Fi to be entirely off because the university in its wisdom has taken its entire IT system down for three days. It's a huge upgrade going on, but I'm told that the Wi-Fi actually in this venue is still working. So if it suddenly disappears, don't be surprised. Um, these are, the passwords are on the, on the, on the wall. Um, so if it suddenly disappears, don't be surprised. Um, and I apologize in advance, but we can use it um, while we can. As I said earlier, tweet early, tweet often. Uh, the hashtag is not behind me, but you know it, RDA17. Um, and let's have a great um, closing day, you know, last day. Uh, one change to the program today is that the, the, the session called Digital Pioneers, is it? Digital King, Spoo was unable to join us, but we will have Tony Malam um, from uh, it's called Tiso from Massive Metro. Okay. Um, so that's that one change. Um, the other program is as it is as it was. But without further ado, let me introduce our guest today, um, Valerie Geller. Really doesn't need any introduction to anybody who's got any sense of what's going on in radio. Um, she's an incredibly well-known um, speaker, trainer, um, one, is, one should use the word legend sparingly, but I think in this Not case... <laughs> um, but we're very lucky. She's, she, was, she joined us once before on Skype, which was kind of dodgy. Um, so it's really great to see her here in the flesh, um, joining us for the morning. Um, you're very welcome. It's great to have you here, and we really look, look forward to, to your input. Um, she's brought a whole pile of books. Um, um, the books are a gift from, uh, where's Nadine? From Benstown, um, and they have sponsored free copies of the Beyond Powerful Radio book for people who are attending today. Yes, no, I, I was going to say that. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a donation, a gift from, from Benstown. Um, uh, who will, I think, explain exactly how they're going to um, kind of distribute them. Yes. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, it's a real pleasure uh, for the Benstown team to be here uh, at Radio Days Africa in your vibrant, dynamic city. Um, we are... Um, very happy to have been able to sponsor a master class on audio production yesterday. Thank you to all who came. Um, our company is a German-American company based in Stuttgart and Los Angeles. 
and we specialize in uh, creating high-quality imaging libraries, jingle packages, custom imaging, um, VO services, weekly programming. Uh, so we are here um, also to represent our dear friend Valerie Geller and sponsor free copies of her book, um, which you can pick up outside um, after her talk. There'll be about 60 copies. Please, one book per station. Um, and feel free uh, as well to sign up for um, our list where we will be offering a 30-day free trial of our imaging libraries. The sign-up list will be outside. Come see me after the talk for your free copy of Valerie's book. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Nadine. Really appreciate that. We should go ahead and do it. Well, first of all, thank you to Vitz University for putting this together also. I really appreciate it. And I'm very impressed with how this conference has grown. And I really appreciate you being here. Because if you are sitting in this room, it means you are serious about wanting to get to the next level and learn more about how you can become a more powerful broadcaster and a more powerful communicator. And again, since we're working all across multiple platforms now, you know, the word radio um, is starting to become antiquated, but for me it will never be antiquated. Because what we do is radio, we're just doing, um, maybe we can take it down. Can everybody hear me okay? Okay. Um, radio, it's just radio online, you know, radio through mobile, but in my heart and soul it will always be radio. Uh, I work globally and my job really is as a show fixer. I work with radio shows, I work with presenters, I work with all kinds of people and what I do is help people get, keep and grow audiences based on content. How to create content that's going to uh, engage listeners more powerfully. It's just based on these three rules and I think I put them up here um, tell the truth, make it matter, and never be boring. And if you do these three things, nothing else matters. This is all there is for powerful radio and powerful content. Tell the truth, be authentic, make it matter, and never be boring. How do you know if something's boring? If you are bored, it is boring. And that is the secret of life. Anything that feels long on the air, it is. Anytime you have an out-of-body experience when you're on microphone, the stuff inside your head is more interesting than what's coming out of the speaker, it's boring. Never be boring. Protect your product. Wrap your arms around it always. What is truth? Well, get your facts right. That's really important. But are you truthfully and authentically interested in what it is you're talking about? Here's what listeners tell us they hate in focus groups. Listeners tell us they hate it when it sounds like, and now another topic manufactured to fill a slot on my radio show. Well, I'm not really interested, but somebody out there is, and it's important, so we'll do it. That never works as well as something you care about and you feel a connection toward. When you go on air, the minute you push that button and you open a microphone, answer the question, why should someone listen to this? Or here's why you need to listen to this.
And the minute you can answer that question, you have a great opening line. Here's why you need to listen. Truth, making it matter, and not being boring. These are the three principles of powerful radio. Now, we already know that you're going to be in a copy of the latest book. These are previous books. One of the reasons why I put this slide up there is because the books have sold all around the world, but it's not because it, they're really about radio. The books are universal because it's about human connection, human communication, and what the radio really is. So we have five jobs in radio. Inform, entertain, inspire, persuade, but the most important thing after we keep our people safe from harm, if something's going on that affects the lives, the well-being, or the safety of our listeners, that's number one. But after that, the second most important thing, you are keeping people company. And I will never hire a presenter or a newscaster or a producer that I wouldn't take a five-hour car journey with. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're asking the listeners to do, to sit with you alone in a car, in a room, in a kitchen, in a headphones, and be with them. So just keeping people company is a huge part of the job you're doing. Um, I also think that we sometimes forget that when you're on air, and you logically understand there are many, many people listening, tens and hundreds and thousands, maybe millions listening. It's very easy to forget that you need to just talk to one person at a time. So if you can use the word you instead of we, me, I, us, or our, or let's, but just talk to that one person at a time, speak to an individual, it will be so powerful. And if you're talking to many, if you are a man, if you are a woman, if you have children, if you don't have children, you'll still want to know they're changing how punishment is happening in schools. So it becomes you and you and you and you and you. Always, always talk to one. This is part of the power, the power of radio. The next part of the power of radio, and this is very new, Okay? In the past two years, two and a half years, every station and every presenter that I have worked with has started working with three or four ideas, and they have doubled and tripled their audiences doing this. One is to speak visually, create word pictures so that in the mind of the listener they can see what it is you're talking about. So instead of a beautiful sunset, it becomes a tangerine sky. The songwriters do this, the lyrics do it, the poets do it. Make a picture, make a movie in the mind of the listener, go visual. Talk to the one person. If you can use the word you instead of we, me, I, us, or our, it's going to work better. But the essence of the concept is this. It's never what we have to give, it's what you, the listener, get. So instead of, we will be interviewing Chris Price about BBC Music, it becomes, 
In a moment, you will meet Chris Price, the man who picks the music for BBC One. Or even better, if you listen to BBC One and that's where you find new music, you'll meet the man with the golden ears, Chris Price, coming up next. What's in it for you? Instead of, we have 10 tickets to give away to the concert, you have 10 chances to win. Turn it around from what we have to give to what you, the listener, get. And this is huge. It's a, it's a turning the ship because you've all been habituated and trained in a certain way. But if you can make this shift, I promise you, the audience will connect to you so much more powerfully. They will feel you are talking to them personally. And they will say, I don't know what they're doing, but they got better. They can never tell you what you're doing exactly, but they feel it. They feel somehow closer to you. The veil between you and the listener in this deeply personal, intimate, close medium. You are in their head, and this makes you closer. Okay? So from this day forward, think not what we have to give. Think what the audience gets, what you, the listener, get. And already, this will move your program to the next level of performance. It's really exciting to see the result, okay? And we can talk more about it. When I'm going to go for about 10 or 15 minutes. Then I'm going to open this up for questions because I like this to be a workshop where my goal for today, and we always say that if the audience has a bucket, what pieces of gold are you giving the audience? What are you putting in the bucket? And my dream for you for today is to give you each at least one usable idea that you can take to your shows and take to your broadcasts tomorrow, as quickly as that. So going back to this. All right. This is how early it starts. This is your competition. The screen the screen is your competition. And it's, it's really a difficult thing to fight because people get distracted by shiny objects. So you have to be better than whatever is on that screen. And again, we put up the baby because it starts so young now. And people are coming into this with um, inform and entertain and make it shiny and I exciting. And they will zone out or tune out from you if you're boring for even one minute. That's why today, one of the things that I would like to give to you are these deep engage techniques so that you don't lose an audience member ever. Our goal is never, ever lose a listener. Whoops, going the wrong way. Okay. This is something every single listener you have in their heart feels. And part of understanding the audience and understanding what they need and what they want is on this list. Every single person who's listening to you on the air wants to feel that he or she matters. Every single human being. The next thing is they want to feel needed in the world. They want to feel necessary. They want to feel relevant. It's part of why when you give them information, it makes them feel connected to community, and they can become more relevant. And finally, the last thing is your audience feels they want to make a difference. 
They want the world to be better because they existed. And this is something every human being that's listening to you feels. And it's important to remember that. Okay, let's go over why they listen. To be entertained, to be informed, to be inspired, to be persuaded, and to be connected. And again, all of this is in the books that you're going to be getting. So don't worry so much about taking notes or feel like you have to remember every single thing. I always think that in these types of conferences, the things that stick in your mind, the one or two things you take away from maybe a one-hour presentation, those are the things you need, the things that stick with you. But this list is really important. And at the end of every show, if you can go back and self-check, sort of do your own air check, did you inform how? What was new? What was interesting? Did you entertain? Did you make the listener laugh? Did you, get, did you tell a compelling story? Okay? Um, did you inspire anyone? You know, so much of this is just lifting people's moods. And if they didn't know what they think about something, did you give them enough information so they could be persuaded and finally connected? Um, there's a guy who, who does an online radio show here in South Africa who I had the honor of training, you know, 15 years ago. His name is Gareth Cliff. And Gareth changed this to empower because it's South Africa. Inform, entertain, inspire, empower, and connect. So that's the South African version, and I think that's a good, a good one for this country. What's in it for the user? What's in it for the listener? Is it relevant? Does it matter? Do you care? And do you make your listeners care? Before any topic goes on, before any piece of music goes on, before any public service goes on, put it through that test. Start with how do you care about it? How are you going to make a listener care? Would you talk about this off air? If you would never speak of this off air, it becomes, and now another topic manufactured to fill my show. When in doubt, leave it out. Okay? When in doubt, leave it out. Finding topics, focus. When you're looking for things to talk about on the air, here's what always works to get audiences. Health and safety, emotion, money and power. I actually believe politics is, is really a money story because really when you look at what politics is, all of us as a society, we're taxed, we put our money into a kitty, then we pick some people to manage that money to try to use it to make life better for everybody. And so power and money and politics really are part of the same thing. Again, how does this affect me? What's in it for me as a listener? And find that angle. And finally, transformation. This first showed up in America with people like Oprah Winfrey. How can your life be better tomorrow than it is today because of something you're hearing on the air. Are you providing transformative topics for your audience? And if you do that, it works really well. So again, when you're looking at your subjects, are they health and safety? Are they emotion? You know, are they, are they politics and money? Or are they transformative? And sometimes just making someone feel better is transformational. 
they feel bad, they turn on the radio, you have a piece of music that lifts their soul, you say something funny that makes them laugh and feel good, or they're alone and they feel alone, and then they push the black button and they don't feel alone anymore. That's transformational. You have transformed what, what they were feeling one minute ago. Part of the magic, the real magic of radio. Focus your topic. Always know where you're going with it. Engage. What's in this for the listener? Opinion position. Now, how many people in the room do news? Any news people? Okay. If you do news, I never, ever want to hear your opinion or position on the air. However, if you haven't thought about a topic or a subject enough to have formed an opinion, you don't care. You don't care. If you don't know what you think about it in your heart, you don't care about it. It's just another topic manufactured. So again, knowing what you think is important. Opinion is what you think. Position is what happened to you in life to make you think this. Um, you know, a great one, and again, I heard it on the air about a week ago. Uh, and it came from a guy in America. And it's a stupid thing. It was really dumb, but he made it a great story. When he was growing up, he thought vegetables came out of cans, out of tins, and they were always gray and mushy. So he didn't like vegetables. And then he met a woman who had a vegetable garden. And she made him asparagus that was freshly picked and zucchini with garlic and butter. And she made him all these wonderful vegetables. And he changed his opinion and his position on vegetables. And he explained through storytelling why he went from a guy who hated vegetables to a guy who really thinks they're pretty good now. And it's a small thing, but it's an example of opinion position. Another one was on... Um, in America, it was on gun control. One man had felt that uh, all guns should be illegal and no one should have them because in our country we have a lot of crazy people and crazy people get guns and they shoot people and it's bad. It's a very complicated issue because part of our constitution is the right to bear arms. So he went on the air and he was saying you should never have a gun and blah, blah, blah. Well, that was before he and his wife went on holiday and left the kids with his mother. And when they came back two days later, the house had been robbed, the children were tied up in the closet, and his mother was nearly dead, lying on the bed, with tape over her mouth, sitting in her own filth, and almost unconscious. And at that point, that's when this presenter said, I will never live in a home that doesn't have a gun. He changed, and he gave the story, and he explained with opinion and position. You can give opinion or not. If you do give opinion, always give position. Never say, I think this way. It's, here's why. This is the point of view. Okay? Always tell why. Because that's the color of it. That's what makes it interesting. Okay? I like ice cream is fine, but on a hot day when you need your mood picked up and everything's gone wrong and then suddenly there's ice cream and the day gets better, if you can tell a story, it's gonna work. And we have a very quick thing. Okay, um, yeah. Okay, storytelling. 
what happened, where did it happen, why, who's involved, and how. One of the things I teach around the world is storytelling. And there are lots of ways to tell a story. The first thing is disseminate it into a set of facts. And then I would ask you to look at the story from everybody it affects. So every human being who's affected by the story, look at it. And then, here's the secret of life in storytelling. Bless you, start with the what instead of the who. And in South Africa, every journalist is trained, and Germany too, to start with who said it. The reason we attribute at the top is from 150 years ago, from newspapers, when they had to attribute at the top because they cut from the bottom. The editors cut at the bottom if a story was too long. And so if you put the attribution, who said it, at the top, then you were safe. And newspapers had a headline to draw in the eye. I mean, the whole idea is we need a headline to get the listener interested. You know, the governor general said is not anything. The premier said, the president said, is not going to get you an audience. But the minute you make the what, what's in it for a listener, or why you should listen to this, it becomes better. So instead of saying the highway patrol or the police say there's an accident on the highway and traffic is backed up for 10 miles, if you flip it around, if you're stuck in traffic, that backup on the highway about 10 miles, that's according to the police. Attribute at the bottom, it just works better. And again, these are small things, but they will help you, empower you, and let you keep an audience engaged, okay, one at a time. Story spine is something, um, it's in the book, but it's in a weird place in the book. It's under sales and commercials. So people who work in public radio would never even open the chapter, but it was a decision made by the publisher, not by me. But Story Spine came from Ken Adams Adventure Theater, and it's a way to work with improv. And I first became aware of Ken Adams Adventure Theater when I was in San Francisco visiting a friend of mine, and her child had had learning disabilities, and her child had been very shy and her child had no friends. And Marina, who at age eight, had never been to a birthday party. And the only time she played with other kids is when her mother and other mothers forced the other children to play with her. And she was very, very shy. So, it was a problem. Her doctor suggested lots of drugs and they tried all kinds of medicines for the kid, didn't work. And then her neighbor suggested Ken Adams Adventure Theater for improvisation. It was a weekend workshop. Marina went on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to Ken Adams Adventure Theater. On Monday night, I had dinner at their house. And Marina was talking and joking and laughing. She was a different kid telling stories. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't, I said, where's Marina? Who's this person in Marina's body? It was that profound a difference. And Marina was working with Story Spine. She had been taught how to tell stories. And she was telling stories. 
and it was amazing. So after I saw the change in Marina, I thought, I have to meet this Ken Adams. So we called up and we met Ken Adams, and he had been using this method for a long time based on fairy tales. Once upon a time in a far-off land, there was a princess and a monster, and then one day, and the audience leans in because every human being on Earth is a story junkie, every one of us. The minute someone says, did you hear the story about, and everybody leans in. And people often say, what do you do for a living? And I tell people, I'm in the story business, because that's what I do. It's really all about storytelling. That's the power of radio. Story spine goes like this. Once upon a time, and every day, until one day, and because of that, and because of that, and because of that, until finally, and ever since that day, or if you have the moral of the story. And so these are things that if you can use this and story spine everything you want to talk about, it doesn't mean that you have to use story spine on air, but this will help you put the story in your head in a way that will be very interesting and it will be complete. And it's really an amazing tool. So again, story spine, Ken Adams. Again, start with the what, what happened, where did it happen, very important in local radio, and again, probably here in South Africa where something happens is important. Uh, why did it happen? The whys are also, could it have been prevented? And that's something to look at as well. Who is involved and how? Now, there are lots of how questions. How does this affect the audience? How can you describe it more visually? How can you make somebody care? How or in what way? And this is the most important thing. How do you care about it? So what? If you don't care, how are you going to make the audience care? There are no boring stories, only boring storytellers. Nothing in this life is boring. Interested is interesting. You could be talking about the most boring thing in the world, but if you're interested in it, you will engage and get other people to care, okay? So looking at how do you care about it is really important. How come you're putting the story on the radio? If a problem is presented, what's the solution? How did it happen? How could it have been prevented? How else can you tell the story? When I interview people for jobs, and they're sitting in my office, and I live in New York, when I interview people for jobs, I always ask them to tell me a story or a joke three times, three different ways. Why? Because over time, if I hire you, you may be working with material that might not change. So you have to change how you tell it. Because if I've heard that, I haven't heard it that way. So can you tell me a story or a joke and keep it interesting and fun and make it matter three different ways. If you can't do that in my office, you probably can't do that on the air. And I probably won't hire you. And it's a good test. It's a really good test for hiring presenters, okay? So again, can you tell a story many ways from many different angles, different perspectives on a story? How would you tell it to a friend? Radio is a conversation. The more conversational you are, the better it works. Kill, radio, speak. 
referring to our show, using words you only use with headphones on your head in front of a microphone. And by the way, if you're working with a format, the audience should never feel your format, ever. The format is your problem, not the audience's. We have to stop now and break for news? No, we don't. You have to. I'm a listener. I can switch off. Never say, take a break. Everything should be up next, up next. If you care about what's going on in Johannesburg, South Africa, and the world, find out. The news is next. Make it matter. What's in it for the listener at all times, okay? We never have to stop for a couple of minutes to take care of some station business, ever. We never have a public service announcement. What is a public service announcement? Serving our public. That's what we do all day long. So again, every minute of the radio should inform, entertain, inspire, persuade, connect. And if I am listening to you, I never, ever, ever want to feel or hear the format. Again, format is your problem. It's not my problem as a listener. I also don't want to hear you reading. Human beings prefer to be communicated with, not read to. And when you hear somebody reading a piece of text, it's boring, very boring. Another thing we've been working with is activating the texts, and it's been pretty successful. What's your name? V. V. Okay, so, and do you live in Johannesburg? Uh, okay, so V lives in Cape Town, and let's say she calls into a radio show or she tweets or texts into a radio show. And if I'm on the air and I'm going to read her tweet or I'm going to read her text on the air, instead of saying, V has texted in and said she had a great time in Johannesburg at a conference, it becomes, V, you say in your text, you're in Johannesburg today, but you live in Cape Town, you say in your text, you had a great time at your conference. You pull up a chair at the table psychologically and you activate that text. So instead of Chris has texted in from and says, Chris, you say in your text, da 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 da, you activate the text and it makes the radio more alive and more present. It's really exciting. And we've been playing around with that with a very good effect. So it's one of the, the tricks in the, you know, colors in the paint box you can try to play around with, uh, and it really does work. How can you make this story better? How would you tell it if your life depended on not losing a listener? And how would you put it on a demo if you had to get another job? Think about that before anything goes on air. Is this your best? Is it boring? Is it relevant? Does it matter? The power of you. If you can use you instead of we, me, I, us, or our, it will work better. These, these words work, but it works better. Here's why. The personal is universal. The private is boring. The number one complaint in personality radio, particularly in morning shows, that guy talks all about himself. It's boring. And this is how you kill that criticism. You tell your story, but you never, ever say the word I. And if you can do that, it's hard to do, but if you can develop the habit, it is an amazing thing, and it really, really works. I was listening to the radio in Los Angeles a few days ago, 
a guy called Gary Bryan on K-Earth 101 in the morning. And Gary did something that was amazing. You didn't even feel it. He went on air and said, you're in the car. You got the kids in the car with you. All of a sudden, the car starts to make that funny noise, kerchunk, kerchunk. They got to be there at 9. It's a quarter to 9. What are you going to do? If the car breaks down, the kids don't get to school. All of a sudden, you notice the Midas dealer over on the left. You had your car worked on a week ago at Midas, and they guarantee their work. So you pull in. The guy pops the hood of the car, looks inside, grabs a screwdriver, tightens a screw, closes the hood, and you're on your way. The whole thing took five minutes. Midas mufflers, they guarantee their work. Kids made it to school on time. It was a commercial. He never said, my kids. I'm in the car with my kids. You know, the minute you can turn it around, it becomes powerful, less boring, and the personal is universal. It's the private that's boring, and it's the I, I, I that makes it private, the I think. So the magic words, have you ever, can you imagine? When I was working with the BBC, the most amazing thing, um, there was a new road that had opened up in the Manchester area. And it had been in the making for 10 or 15 years. They'd been working to open up this new road. And the BBC at the time, this is before the cutbacks, in typical BBC fashion, sent a reporter from television, a reporter from local television, one from national television, four different reporters from four different radio networks, and BBC Radio Manchester, BBC Radio Leeds, BBC Radio Liverpool, they all, Merseyside, they all had uh, uh, reporters. So there were lots and lots of BBC reporters there, and they were all doing the same exact story. But the girl who had been through the powerful radio workshop did it a little differently. Instead of, I'm standing here at 6 o'clock in the morning, blah, 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 the new highway is about to open, blah, 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 blah. It costs this many millions of pounds, blah, 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 15 years in the making, blah, 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 blah. Instead of that, she went on the air and said, if you were standing watching them cut the ribbon on the new highway at 6 o'clock in the morning, you would have been amazed that within minutes, this road that cost millions of pounds and has been 15 years in the making, within moments, it was as though the road was always there. Hundreds of cars driving on this road. Hopefully, this will help the traffic problems in the north of England. It was amazing. Another one, same girl. As you walk along Maplethorpe Drive, and you look to the left, you see houses and rose bushes and white picket fences. As you look to the right, you see the washing hanging on the lines. You'd never know. At 1812 Maplethorpe, terrorists were living here, making bombs to try to kill people who live in England. 16 terrorists were living in this house, arrested. That's according to the police. And she went on from there. As you walk along Maplethorpe, she put you in the movie. It's amazing when you work this way, okay? Normally it would be, according to the authorities, 16 people were arrested at 1812 Maplethorpe Drive in Leeds, blah, 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 blah. 
But when you put the listener in the movie, you create a story and you engage them, it is the most wonderful thing. I worked with a guy um, in the Midwest, in America. He sat in a room just like this, and we did a very quick workshop. And the next day, instead of the typical radio show, I'm Joe Johnson, my guest this hour is blah, 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 he's written a book about blah, 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 it affects one out of every 18 children, blah, 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 he's an expert, here's where he went to school, and da, da, da. Instead of, the, you know, here's the number to call, instead of that, he started his show with, imagine you're on a train and you're in Japan and you don't speak Japanese and you don't know where the train is going and people are yelling at you and they seem angry with you and you have no idea what's going on and you feel so frustrated. If you understand that, you now know what every autistic child feels. Jeff Johnson, the author of Understanding Autism, the guest for the hour. Autism affects one out of 18 children, da 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 It was amazing, suddenly in one day, he made that change in one day. And you can too. Make it powerful. Make it matter. Don't waste a minute of it. Be a storyteller. And the screen keeps going dark. I'm sorry about that. Let's see if we can get it back. Okay. The power of you. Using the word you instead of we miss, we, me, I, us, our, or let's. Using it is counterintuitive because logically you know that there are tens and thousands of people listening. So it means reprogramming your brain. Reset the computer that is your mind and go counterintuitive to logic. Radio and logic, whee, not necessarily connected. Things that should work beautifully sometimes don't. Things that should never work can do a fantastic hour. That's the mystery and the magic. There, there's a lot of mystery in this process. It's creative process. It's closer to art than science. You have to suspend logic for the purposes of doing powerful radio. Bless you. So again, suspend logic. Always, always ask, why should someone listen to this? Or here's why you need to listen to this. And if you can actually write that on, a, on, a, on the screen before you open the mic and every minute remember that, you will be creating powerful radio. All right, show prep. In addition to your stack of stuff, who's in town, the press releases, uh, the new songs you're going to be playing, you know, the guests, in addition to that, you and anybody who works with you, producers, anyone, should bring in every day three ideas that are original. Because again, unique content, the unique journey is why people will be with you. And in fact, when Chris and I were in the car the other day, we were talking about the music. Once upon a time, you could only get it from the radio. But now you can get it from other places. So what radio has to offer is the unique journey, the thing you cannot get elsewhere. And the thing you cannot get elsewhere is the human being. It's you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. It's who you are as a human being, you, individually. 
So bring in something that's happened to you from your own life, something you would normally talk about from the news, something you've overheard or observed in the past 24 hours, and bring those things in and use your life as show prep. Air check, self-check, when you listen back, if you're self-checking, you don't have somebody who can air check you, you gotta do it yourself. It's looking in the mirror naked, okay? It's not always easy to do, but unless you know how you're perceived by others, you cannot change. And so you need to know how you're perceived by others. Air checking is much easier when you have someone sit with you and go through a criteria, but not everyone has the luxury. So if you self-check, I would suggest take an old show, one that is stale, one where you do not remember what you meant to say because the brain works in a funny way and you won't hear it with clean ears. Work with a stale show. Work with an old show that you've forgotten, okay? Did anything go too long? Was it boring? Was it fun? What, were any humor? Did you laugh? What were the visuals? When could you close your eyes and see it? What was new information? Were there any great stories? Did you introduce your audience to characters they could care about, either through the phone calls or the tweets or the guests you were having on the air or the stories about people? Did you introduce them to characters they'd never meet but who are fun and interesting and add to their life? Um, was there a talkable topic? When the radio goes off, did you give the audience something they could talk about with one another? And that's important. It's one reason why people come to radio. Did you connect with the audience and was there a unique journey? This is a much longer air check criteria. And when I work one-on-one -on -one with people, and that's really how I, what I do around the world, I sit in rooms, mostly uh, at radio stations, sometimes in people's cars, and we have a criteria and it's a checklist and it takes it out of, you know, you think, you know, I think it's great, but you think it's crap, you know, or everybody knows when it doesn't work, but they don't always know why. So this actually takes it apart, and the reason we developed air check criteria was to help people who were managers who were not creative understand creative process. What do artists do? Artists of all stripes observe life, filter what they see through their own creative process and put it out for other people in their own way. That's what art is. But a lot of times non-creative people who manage don't understand the process. And it became vital if you're gonna work with artists and creative people, they're different cats and we need to know what makes them tick and what, builds their, what makes them grow. So disseminating creative process into here's why it didn't work. It wasn't funny, it was manufactured topics, everything went too long, and the, no visuals. Always talk to the blind man. If you had one listener and it was a blind man, how would you speak? How would you describe things? Radio has no eyes. Even if you put a picture of it on your website, it's very, very good to use the visuals and make that picture in the mind of the listener. So again, this criteria, and again, it's all in the book. Uh, the first four pages are quick start pages, and air check criteria is part of it. Okay, and again, personal without going private, anything go too long, any risks or surprises, were the stories powerful, 
Did you introduce me to characters I can care about? Talkable topics, was it fun? Did you give them enough to come back? Did you serve your audience? Public service, inform, entertain, inspire, persuade, connect. And I'll steal from Gareth, empower your audience today. Did anything go too long? And would your listeners stay even if they're not interested in this subject or topic because you made it so interesting? They didn't care about it one minute ago, and now they care. And that's the secret of a powerful communicator. If they can get you to care about something you didn't care about one minute ago, think about teachers you had. You didn't particularly care about the topic until the teacher made it so exciting through storytelling and their passion for it. And think about the opposite, topics you cared about, but the teacher was so boring, you just lost interest. You lost your taste for that subject. Okay, success everywhere, product permanence promotion. That's the secret of life. Do something, do it really well. Do it consistently over time. Let people know where they can find it. Whether you are a restaurant, a shopping mall, a corporation, or a radio show, this is the secret sauce. This is what makes it work. So first thing is your content, your product. If it's boring, you will not grow. If it's all about you and not about the listener, it will not grow. If it's something they can get somewhere else, it may not grow, okay? So again, every minute, make it matter. Do powerful radio. This is how you can find me. Twitter is at uh, vgeller. Um, and again, you're gonna be getting copies of the book today, so it will back up a lot of the things that we talked about. And I will offer this to you. If you go through the book, and by the way, if you prefer to listen rather than read, imagine a book about radio you can listen to. It was about time. We have an audible.com version of the book, and it's free. The audio version is free. Audible has a 30-day free trial. You can sign up for that, get one book free. If you decide at the end of 30 days you do not wish to continue with Audible, you still get to keep your free book. So Beyond Powerful Radio, it's 16 and a half hours if you have long drives, or maybe you jog and you for an hour a day. But um, the audio examples that are, uh, they're written out in the book, but you can actually hear them. We use them in the, in the um in the Audible version, and all of the contributors. There's 45 contributors to the book, people from BBC and Australia and New Zealand and America and all over, and you can hear their voices as well. They lent their voices to it. So audible.com, you can find Beyond Powerful Radio. Um, this is, again, the book. Finally, let's look at what listeners want. They want to be heard. They want to feel a part of your show. They want to be respected. They do not want to be treated like a number, and they want to be treated like a person. Answer every tweet. Be respectful. Okay? Answer every email. Be respectful. And finally, the audience wants unexpected joy. Over-deliver. A couple of years ago, the Nissan car took this concept of unexpected joy. And they had 14 points of unadvertised sheer delight in their car. So people would sit in the car and they would test drive it and they would reach under the seat and there was a little drawer and that little secret drawer was for your spare key. 
I mean, they had all these points that were unadvertised and not talked about that you discovered and went, wow. Um, if you've ever gone to a store and bought makeup, if you're a woman, uh, have you ever gotten the free lipstick? The little gift. It's unexpected joy. If you get your car worked on and they say, next time it's free, or here's a coupon, unexpected joy. I got off the airplane, worried about how to get a local SIM card for my mobile phone. Off the plane, Virgin was giving away free SIM cards. Unexpected joy. Virgin knows how to do unexpected joy. It's so part of why they're so successful. You get on a Virgin airplane and they have somebody who will massage you, massage your neck on a virgin flight. I mean, can you imagine? Unexpected joy. How do we do that in radio? I work with public radio in New York. They were given by Apple three Mac PowerBooks to give away. They gave away two the normal way. They held one back. A call came in, and the listener said, I want to say thank you for your program. I've been listening for two years, and they've been the worst two years of my life. The worst two years of my life. And I love your program. And here's what happened. We lost our house. I lost my job. My 17-year-old daughter ran away, and my wife has been suffering from cancer. And it has been the worst time. And every day I woke up and thought about killing myself, and every day I thought I couldn't go on. And then at 10 in the morning, I'd turn on the radio. And somehow, whatever you were talking about got me back into life, got me interested again, and I could go another day. And I just wanted to call and say thank you because tomorrow I start my new job and I'm not going to be able to listen to you anymore. So thank you. And Brian got to say, and you're going to start your job with a brand new Apple Power MacBook. <laughs> and lifted the entire city of New York. Lifted the spirits of everybody. That was unexpected joy. And I heard that on the air. And I just thought, well, that's it, isn't it? When you just make your listeners feel so glad and so happy to be part of your show. And that's my dream for every one of you. Tell the truth, make it matter, never be boring, make powerful radio. And with that, I thank you. Well, thank you very much. I mean, there's a lot to take away. Uh, we have a few minutes for questions, comments. Uh, yes. Yeah. Commercial broadcasting comes from, a, uh, from a, a, a public broadcasting background here, and we base a lot of what we do around a public broadcasting template. One that offends me is where we put news and how long our news is in a commercial radio or even a community radio station. Is there any research that says what is an optimal news length? Absolutely. Did everybody hear that? Optimal news length for news. News in South Africa, the template was public radio, so it tended to be long. What he's really saying is it's too boring. He's not saying it's too long. If it was fascinating, here's the secret of time on the radio. 
the dirty little secret of time on the radio is that when something is in power, five minutes feels like one. When something's out of power, one minute feels like five. So it's not how long it is, it's how powerful is it. And whether it's one minute of news or six minutes of news, it's, here's why you need to listen to this before every story. And if you can't answer that, and you use a lot of radio speak, according to sources regarding officials and the vehicle, da 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 blah, 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 your audience is gone. Find, unpeel every news story like an onion. And in fact, we were in the car the other day and I was listening to somebody uh, at a radio station here reading the news and she was just reading the news. Not communicating, not storytelling, reading the news. And that's the public radio curse, reading the news. Presenters reading something that maybe somebody else has written and it's not even in your voice. Start with, how would you tell this to a friend? So instead of 43 people were killed today when a bus overturned at Fifth Amendment, you know, instead of doing it like that, do it in a way that affects the audience. You know, if it starts out with according to the police, according to the government, according to a press release, flip it around to the what before the who. So if you're gonna talk about, take something off a press release, normally it would be according to a press release from the Museum of Modern Art, the Picasso exhibit will only be in town through the 15th. Flip it around. If you haven't seen the Picasso, you only have until Tuesday the 15th, then it leaves. That's according to a press release from the Museum of Modern Art. There are no boring stories, only boring storytellers. It's not how long, it's how boring is it. Okay, that's the secret of life. Take as long as you need. I believe in flexi-casts, less news, less to say, make it shorter. More news, more to say, make it longer. And we have a minute that we can play with. So every presenter I work with, you can do a couple of minutes, but you have a minute that you can go extra if you need it, and you can subtract a minute if there's not that much going on and you don't have that much to say. Whatever you do, make it great, make it powerful. And that's the answer. Any more questions? Okay, can I just get see some hands? There's one? Yeah. Um, yes. Um, what advice would you give to young broadcasters or broadcasters who are looking for that it factor? The it factor is when you talk about things you care about and you're talking about something that matters to you and you can put the word you in front of it, have you ever, can you imagine, if you were standing here looking at here's what you'd see, Bring the listener in first, find your engage point, and then storytell, and you'll absolutely weave them in. Humans are story junkies. If you're a powerful storyteller, you will, it will absolutely work. The next thing is humor. If you can make the audience laugh, you will own them. You will own them. Not forced laughter, not contrived, not gratuitous, but when it's organic, when it comes from a real place. You don't have to be funny, but you have to know when to go with a funny moment. New information, anything that affects the lives, the well-being, and the safety of the audience, always answer, here's why you need to listen to this. If it doesn't hold up to that test, look at what's in it for me, WIFM, what's in it for a listener? Look at why you care about that topic, why you wish to discuss it. Um, if you can think about being a radio presenter, Almost if we were living in England 500 years ago, 
you would be the town crier. Hear ye, hear ye, the king is coming on the mountain, gather round ye people, you know? It would be that job, basically. It's town crier. It's finding out something first and bursting to share it, bursting at the seams to want to tell people about it. Hey, new piece of music. You haven't heard this. Fantastic. Give it a listen. You know, that the excitement, the passion. Do not speak about things you do not care about, okay? Speak about things that matter to you. Use your passion. More questions, yeah? Okay, anyone else? Okay. Um, well, with that then, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank um, you, France, for having me here. It's been really thank great. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, just before everybody leaves, um, I'd like to ask Graham Dixon to come up um, and just change gear quite dramatically uh, to another issue which is quite different, but nevertheless quite important, um, and tell you a little bit uh, about uh, domain issues. So, um, great pleasure. Thank you very much for this um, space and really interesting session, Valerie. So, thank you. The story here is about a radio domain and um, I've been really inspired over the last few days because so many of you have been talking about the word community and radio being close to community, creating communities. And we had the same motivation when we, at the European Broadcasting Union, with the um, support of other broadcasting unions and other radio bodies around the world, we managed to negotiate to get dot radio, like dot com or dot anything else, we managed to get dot radio um, to be designated a um, community domain, which means it's not for profit, we're not in it for the money, but we're in it actually to create out of dot radio a community domain that can be used by people who are genuinely involved in the radio industry and therefore it becomes a quality mark within radio. It's launching um, this year. It's launching really at the end of August. There's a two-month period for applications from people in the radio industry before it's open to general um, availability. All a bit complicated and bureaucratic. Far more details on our website um, and there are some flyers outside, but at the same time, it may be complicated, bureaucratic, involve lots of lawyers, but actually I think it's a great way of saying you're a genuine operator in the radio industry. You can also have personal names if you work in the radio area, first name, last name, dot radio. It'll be available, and there's a little video. So hopefully that was just about the right length for the subject, um, Valerie. Um, and um, if we can show the video... And firmly focused on you. Exactly, and firmly focused on you, because actually we want you to sort of enjoy this. We if also, I should say, video, sorry, I was going to say, we have a pioneer program, which means that you could start using one of these um, if you're an organization or a broadcaster pretty well immediately. So if you're interested, come and say hello, and we may be able to sort you out, um, depending on what you're actually asking for. So now the video, thank you, enough from me. Finding an internet domain can be tricky. Of course there's .com, .org, .net. But is there an online space which represents more accurately what I do? Fortunately now, there's .radio. .radio is the new domain for broadcast radio, internet radio, people working in the radio industry, companies supplying to radio, and even radio amateurs. 
Dot Radio opens the door for you to create your own radio profile. It also provides a dedicated radio space managed by and for the radio community. Fairly priced and built around a regulated framework, you'll be protected from speculators and cyber squatters. Visit any accredited registrar website or www.register.radio to obtain a unique and memorable .radio web address. Don't miss out on the launch. Apply between August 23rd to October 31st to guarantee your very own .radio domain. With .radio, your radio can make waves. Zacharanda.radio, think radiodaysafrica.radio, think, think uh, tux.radio, whoever you are. A great range of opportunities there in, in the online space. Thanks a lot, Graham. Um, so we will move, according to the program, directly into the next two parallel sessions. One here um, on trusting technology uh, with Arthur Goldstuck and one with Graham on relevance through innovation. It's a tough choice because both, I think, have a lot to offer in terms of innovative um, ways of, 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 of using the online space. Um, so we'll move pretty much directly into that. I know that a lot of you will want to check in with Valerie, but we'll move along as quickly as we possibly can. Um, thanks very much. And again, applause. <laughs>